Yes, it's the Studio Live Today podcast here on, surprisingly enough, Studio Live Today. On this week's show, we'll be talking about AI in music creation. Does it belong or will it doom us all? We'll talk about online music communities, how they get the best out of your online interaction. And when you watch your live stream, what is the etiquette? It can be a slippery slope, but I'm not going to talk about all of this by myself. I have brought in an expert, a resident iOS expert. She's the host of How to App on iOS. Uh, has too many bands to even mention. Jade Star, Dread Circus, Me Fiesta, FMC. Uh, we're, we're very delighted. So whenever we can have this wonderful lady on the show, it is the one and only Jade Star. How are you doing, Jade? I'm doing well. Thanks, Pete, for having me on your podcast. It's always a pleasure hanging out in studio live today. I wish I was there in your studio like I was once before. Well, and you have indeed been. We we were talking in the pre-show, and uh, by the way, if you want to catch the live pre-show, it's available on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio version or you're catching up on the replay, come and join us live. It gets even weirder. Uh, But we were talking about the (laughs) fact that uh, you've been on every incarnation of this show, uh, including the first episode of of the the last version, Creator Town Hall. So it's always a a pleasure to have you here. Now, I'm assuming that uh, probably 80 to 90% of people listening and watching right now know who you are and what you do. But uh, for those who don't, what's the, uh, what's the ele- you're in the corporate world, what's the Jade Star elevator pitch? You know, interestingly enough, I have been working on a new video for my YouTube channel, for the opening YouTube channel, and I wrote a script for it. I'm not going to read it out, oh, wow. but um, it was really fascinating doing that because to, to work out what I do these days. Because what is it I do? I feel like I just sit on camera every day and talk a load of nonsense. But um, as if people are enjoying it, then that's fine. But I'm a musician, I guess. I, I've been doing it for many, many years. Um, I moved to iOS back in around uh, 2009 or something. And I continue to make music. I continue to challenge myself. And I sit here on YouTube every day interviewing amazing artists, uh, teaching people how to use apps and and on the weekend performing because, you know, we live in a world now where still it's hard to get gigs and go outside. So doing it on YouTube is just fantastic. I'm incredibly, incredibly blessed to have this YouTube channel and connect with everybody every day. I love what I do. It's great. There you go. Perfect, perfect explanation. And I love what you do because I don't have to cover apps anymore, which I think is well, wonderful. You should uh, do some. Can't, I should can't, do some. You know. I've been yeah. very slack and lazy. I should I should cover some apps. But uh, yeah, I remember having the conversation with Jade because uh, I've known Jade for a long time and we've been part of some of the same online music communities, which is a, a good segue to what we'll talk about in a little while. And early on, Jade would be there in the chat and every time someone would ask a question about how to do something, how to do something on iOS or a new app that came out and how to use it she'd be in there writing long diatribes and long explanations and screenshots oh. and making little videos and i'm like jade you just need to make this a show you need to make these videos and tell people how to do this stuff so that instead of you having to sit there and answer 17 questions a day you can point to a video and go there i talk about it for an hour go check it out that's exactly what you need so i think it's uh, you are a blessing to the ios music creation community Thanks, Pete. Well, you know, I still do that. And yesterday I did that on, on um, one of the groups and I I even made a short video. I did a screen recording to help that person. I'm not going to say who it is. And then they went, oh, thanks for that video. But now could you explain to me what an AUV is compared to an interrap audio? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I've got the time to write a novel. <laughs> Here's some links. Here's some links. Bye. 
there, there you go. Well, what, 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 you, what you would say is uh, just go to uh, studiolivetoday.com slash garageband to the uh, Studio Live Today GarageBand FAQ where we answer all the questions, yes. including the difference between an AUV3 and Intravel. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we are brought to you today by me and studiolivetoday.com. So if you do want to find out who I'm podcasting with next, who uh, is doing what around here, uh, all of the live shows that I do, jump on over to studiolivetoday.com. And if you're watching the video... Uh, uh, hello, don't we look pretty? Uh, but you can go to the audio version, studiolivetoday.com slash podcast. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit quickly about what's happened in the last week here on Studio Live Today, and then I'm going to find out from Jade what's been happening with her over on How to App on iOS and in the Jade Star universe. So here on Studio Live Today, been a little quiet. I went to the beach this week with the family, which was lovely. So not as many pre-recorded videos, but we did talk a little bit uh, on GarageBand Weekly about recording, recording guitars, recording vocals. That was a lot of fun. It was like a nearly two-hour epic of GarageBand recording goodness. Uh, Your Music Live was another cracking one with some great music on there as well and uh, did a little happy hour show as well. So it's a quiet week, I guess, by uh, by Studio Live Today standards. Jade, what's been happening over in your world? And by the way, if folks want to check you out, uh, there is a link in the show notes or the description wherever you are to go to Jade's YouTube channel or you can go to jadestar.com.au. Don't forget the AU if you want to find out what Jade's up to. What, what's the last week been like for you on the, the channel and around the place? It's been crazy. I released a song already this year. So I've released a song from the forthcoming uh, Dread Circus album. That, that's been fun because lots of people have loved it. So thank you all for loving it. And it's had lots of views and lots of really lovely comments. Round of applause. Um, thank you. Um, what else has gone on? We've looked at some apps. Oh, and I'm recording a song myself. So I had my second episode of uh, Create, Record, Release, a song yes. using Entrax Studio Pro. That's for Kindercore. That's coming along cool. So we're both recording songs, Pete. Awesome. Yeah, I know. We're actually making, we're doing what we say. I know. Not just what we I know. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and had, had uh, Night Train on and, uh, you know, that, that was amazing as well. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this year releasing a lot of music. I have a roadmap. Not as, not as brutal as what you set yourself last year, um, <laughs> but I have a roadmap. I have, so I, I think, so we've got, we've had one song released, Dread Circus, which is part of an album coming out. Kindercore will be in a couple of weeks. Utensils in uh, a few more weeks later. Dread Circus album this year, FMC EP for Song Timber, and uh, to wrap out the year, I'm finishing off my movie. I, I've got a lot of stuff to do this year, so yeah. It's all been happening, and uh, you, you know, just just happened to have you know Billy Gould just drop by from Faith No More for a quick interview as well. You know, that's you what's know like over on my show. You know, <laughs> man, but Very that was good. the coup of the year last year. I was right bugging out i worked so hard to get him on the show he was so sweet i i think when i first approached him he was in uh he was traveling across uh europe and he was like look i can't do it um uh, but get back to me in november and you know when somebody says that you're like that ain't happening and um when i contacted him in november he went i like you jade you're very persistent i'm coming <laughs> on your show i was like <gasps> thank you Let's it was amazing let that be a lesson. There you go. There's your first tip. If you take away nothing, if you if you tune out now after seven minutes of the show, take that tip on, which is that sometimes persistence and consistency overrules talent and connections and everything else. So if you are just the person in there asking the question and being consistent about it, 
yeah, you'll be surprised at how often you get a, a, a yes or even an eventual yes. What well, not necessarily a yes yep. straight away, but an eventual yes. So keep trying that uh, that uh, you'll do well. We're going to crack into our topics here now. So the feature topic that we uh, we talked about right up front and reason I wanted to have Jay, it was funny, I was doing a, a chat about AI with, um, I can't even remember who it was now, but we were talking about AI and music and someone's like in the chat saying, you need Jade Star on for this. Jade Star is the expert on this. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll still talk about it, but you're right. I will get Jade Star on the channel to talk about AI because you've got a, a bit of a bit of a history and a background with, with doing things AI related and with automation and with a lot of the animation and some of the stuff that you do with your music and your videos and your website. So you've been kind of dabbling in this space for decades decades uh, as whereas most of us have kind of come on board like six months ago when we're like oh we can make pretty pictures with just some text so what is the what is your thought what, what's again what's the overview for jade star when you talk when you think ai artificial intelligence and music creation with all the things we've seen recently what's your take what's your hot take on the topic my hot take is don't be scared this is a tool like anything else, and um, it, 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 there's never going to be a time where AI takes over the world. I'm writing a movie about it. I've been writing a movie about it for a few years about AI taking over, but the only reason in the film I've written that it takes over is that we've allowed it to in that yeah. circumstance. And as long as there's, there's two things with AI that you need to make sure you don't give AI power to do. And that is to control your financial system <laughs> and your electrical, the electrical uh, network and nuclear weapons. And there's no chance it's going to control nuclear weapons. Cause if you have done any kind of research into how missile launches and all that kind of stuff is uh, how it's organized, it's all done on computers that can't even connect to the internet. Yep. Back on computers less powerful than a 386 that still run <laughs> on floppies. And all of the key codes to set off a bomb are set yep. on a floppy disk. There's no way it can be infiltrated. So don't ever fear that. They're never going to upgrade computers to be connected to the net. That's no. Get that out the way. But like anything, um, AI needs to be treated like a, a an extension of who we are. That's it in a nutshell. We use um, auto drummers in GarageBand. Yep. We use synthesizers. We use effects. We, we use so many things that are extensions of ourselves already. There is no way that something that is programmed by us will take over because I've made chatbots before and what you put into the chatbot is what mm. you get out of the chatbot there's people think they're going to become sentient and it's just it's it's idiotic it's not going to happen relax enjoy that for what it is and and use it to accentuate the stuff you already create yep yep uh agree and, and i think um people get caught up on the, this natural versus artificial thing and not only in like for ai but for everything in life and uh you know especially people in music they're just like oh it's just not natural to use all of these auto drummers and all these synthesizers and things and i'm like bro electric guitar is not natural uh <laughs> a yeah. drum kit's not natural yet someone decided hey when i when i spread some skin across this thing and then i whack on it uh, that's and then you you know all the recording that we do a uh, tape like people are like oh analog so much better and it's like that's not natural that, that's a man man made thing that's someone that got some some tape and then decided oh hey you know what I got this magnetic tape I could record to it so the the whole natural versus artificial thing I think is is rubbish and I think you're right it's it's another tool and it's another way to do things and if you've watched the the amazing documentary War Games you know that from the 1980s you know yeah. that the, the keys are too far apart they can't launch the missiles <laughs> because the two keys are too far apart. 
apart. You need two guys there. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm if you're getting your information from war games, <laughs> you probably need some help. But think about, too, like the Industrial Revolution. All this, the same things were said about that. It's going to be the end. and There's going to be no jobs. It, there's, the only reason there's going to be no jobs, there's going to be, uh, you know, all these th- things like that, is if we don't adapt with it. And unfortunately, yeah. the, the problem is that we should be focusing on as a species, sorry to get a bit deep here, is that the people in power are controlling the rate that we move with this technology. Mm. It's the same with like the with copywriting and and now that we have AI mm-hmm. making music. We need to move our laws with this stuff. That's the more important thing because uh, there's no way like AI is going to take over. It needs us to put an input. And you know, the industrial revolution happened, we're all still here. Uh, yeah. computers happened, they're, they're taking over menial jobs, we're all still here. If anything, I'd like to see us to get to a place where computers could do things and we had more time to make music and be with our friends and families. That sounds like utopia to me. So let's embrace it. And, and that was, again, not to give a history lesson here because this is a music podcast, but that was what the Industrial Revolution and then the Technological Revolution was originally about. It was to free up the time. So, And, and yeah. I was watching the, the, the new Willie, not the new, the, the Johnny Depp version. Uh, I know, <laughs> whatever you say about Johnny Depp, but <laughs> I was watching that with my kid where we both had the, the, the Cove a while ago and... That the scene at the start where the dad's working in the toothpaste factory, screwing on lids on toothpaste <laughs> holders, and I'm like, but gave me the, and then he was replaced by the toothpaste screw lid three thousand that uh, that didn't have a job, and I'm like, do we really want to artificially prevent technology from taking over the things that we don't need to be doing? And that could be, a, you know, what I know that there's someone out there that's a truck driver that is listening to this, going, screw you, Johns, I want to drive my truck. But if we could develop something that is going to do that in a more efficient and safer way and you can spend not spend 60 hours a week driving in dangerous conditions and being pushed to the limits of of human possibility and having to probably pop a bunch of pills to get it done isn't that better isn't that better overall but i think we're stuck in this world and again like you say that the the one percent uh i've got a song about that the one percent that control all the finances and uh, pull all the puppet strings would love to see us continue to be caught in this loop and uh, angry and frustrated and working hard because that means we can't be thinking and creating and doing cool things. So uh, I guess, yeah, quit your job, become a permanent, become a full-time musician, be like us. <laughs> yeah, there's, op- there's so many opportunities with AI. Unfortunately, like we're only scratching the service with it yeah. at the moment. And currently they're using it for menial tasks on YouTube. I'd rather see people make music and art with AI then have my content on YouTube get judged by AI because it's nearly always wrong there. And, and, you know, hey, the, the AI art gets fingers wrong, but, you know, there's plenty of artists who draw terrible as well. I think there's room for it. I don't think it's the doom and gloom. And there's plenty of artists and musicians already embracing it and using it to ex- accentuate their music. It's never going to take over. If you're thinking that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> What's your favourite thing that you've seen in the AI space in the last 12 months uh, as, it, as it comes to creation? Uh, music creation or any other sort of creation? Um, look, I really love a chat GPT. I think it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I play with it all the time. It's it's probably the best bot that I've seen made. And there's been a lot of them I've messed around with. But this one just, it, it, it really is, it understands, it understands people in a way. Like you can take mm. a story. We've made some stories with it and it's written out a story that's been really bland. And then to be able to say, take that story and say, 
add romance to it and a bit of adventure. And for it to understand that and turn a story mm. into and just change the words and keep the same story, that's stuff that people do. We, we you know, spread our minds and, and the way we write and, and describe things. For it to do that and understand those words is really, really clever. A lot of it... Uh, is menial stuff, and that's great too because uh, to be able to write bios and stuff for YouTube, that's fantastic. I do like the art. I think the art's wonderful. Yeah. The only thing I am concerned about, of course, is where they're getting the art from, and there are a bunch of class action suits going on at the moment, which is going to be fascinating to see how that pans out because I, do, I think, like everything else, there should be explicit, they should be asking for explicit permission to use people's art to before mm. doing it instead of just scraping. I don't remember signing any terms and conditions <laughs> for a lot of the things like mid-journey. So yeah. that's a concern because it was in beta. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I guess that's a concern. And by the way, if we want to take a step back, so ChatGPT is a is from OpenAI, and that is a text generation, AI text generation tool that you give it a prompt and it spits out something. So you can say, write a, well, what, what I just did, in fact, if you're watching the video version, I can give you an example. I just said, uh, write an introduction for a podcast episode about music creation featuring Jade Star and Pete Johns. And uh, you can see on the screen there, welcome to episode of podcast where we explore the art and craft of music creation. In this episode, we have a special treat for our listeners as we sit down with two incredibly talented to musicians, Jane Starr and Pete Johns, uh, and it goes on like that. So it's you brilliant. can get it. It's exactly like it, it gets rid of the grunt work of having to just piece together that stuff. So you just say, "I want to write a thing about this and this and this," and is it gonna, is that going to be perfect? Am I going to go leading in with that? Well, no, because it didn't really understand that I was one of the hosts, so it's kind of made it third person. So I need to say, uh, rewrite this, but with from Pete Johns' perspective, and it does stuff like that. So. Pretty darn cool. And things like Mid Journey and uh, other AI artwork, things that, that Jade was talking about, is where you do the same sort of thing. You give it a text prompt prompt, and it creates a piece of artwork based on that. And the, the legal challenges and I guess the copyright issues we're going to face in the future are how does that work in terms of if I use AI to create an album artwork and it does it based on someone else's art who hasn't given permission to that platform to scrape that art and to use it, am I infringing on their artwork? Even though it's not exactly their artwork, it is a piece of artwork based on the style or a piece of artwork that they had put out there. So it's a slippery slope, and I think as Jay mentioned about 10 minutes ago, it's all about we, we need to develop this. So we need to develop the framework around this because there's so much. And look, it's moving fast, and all these things are in beta, and all these things are being tested, but we need to move quickly to, I guess, not to put a bunch of restrictions around them, but at least to understand what some of the implications may be. Because the, the next thing will be, as we've started to see, I don't know if you've seen these, but like AI voice. So there's a lot of yeah. now, um, yeah. famously, and I called him uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, but it's James L. Jones, who's the voice of Darth Vader, that he's actually licensed his voice to be used after he yeah. dies so that all of his family are going to keep getting royalties. So he will be Darth Vader for the foreseeable future, even Brilliant. though... He can't say any of these words. So they can add new words because they've got every bit of him. They can get an AI engine to say, make James Earl Jones say, come down to Steve's bait shop for all of your bait needs next time you go fishing. <laughs> Which, They'll uh, be selling, uh, answering messages, all that kind of stuff. They'll be doing, uh, you know, and but the, the problem is too with, with it, we're seeing it now with it, all these lawsuits. This is because... The people in charge are not moving fast enough. Yeah. We shouldn't have lawsuits. We should have people on the pulse in power in government who are pay paying attention to the way the world's moving and 
put these uh, things in place so we don't have to get to the point where somebody has to get sued. Somebody has to lose money. Somebody, Somebody's family doesn't eat out of this. This is the dumb way to do it. We need to have people forward thinking. I know that's a horrible thing for politicians to understand, <laughs> forward thinking, and I'm not trying to get political. I'm not going either side or anywhere. But, yeah. you know, because suing people isn't the way to get around this. It's it's not Now, uh, d- derivation is a thing that's been around forever. Look at the, the iPhone. It's just yeah. everything's a copy of a copy of a copy. So I don't yeah. mind them scraping images from the internet and, and recreating things from that. But when you're just scraping the image and mm. putting that out, that's wrong. That's completely wrong. And that's where the, the case is going to be. So there needs to be these things put in place for these companies because the problem is because they've just gone out and done beta straight away and everyone's just joined these betas and slowly it's become a thing. It's no longer in beta. There's mm. been no... No structure put in place, and and they're already charging for it. You know, mm-hmm. you're paying. I'm paying like ten ninety nine a month for a mid journey, so yeah. there really is no structure for. I could probably sue them, so they're not covering their asses, and that's uh, the wrong way to do yeah. it. Yeah, it's a yeah, it is. It's a it's a slippery slope, and and I think it can the two ways. Neither of them are right. You could go down the Disney copyright way, where it's like let's just keep dragging our heels and making everything copyright, and never opening up anything ever, and suing the pants off of anyone that ever tries to use anything in any derivative. Or you can go the complete other way, where it's free for all. It's complete freedom of speech, freedom of everything. And I think people get very confused when it comes to to freedom, because yeah, free, freedom of speech and freedom of action doesn't mean freedom of consequence, and I think. I think that's where we're at at the moment that so many people are just out there doing not thinking and you know what i blame i blame agile uh you, you, you ever worked in the corporate world for a while but towards the yep. end of my corporate life it was all about agile and minimum viable product and having these sprints and all you wanted to do and seriously like as someone who worked in in you know sales and marketing teams and and customer experience teams in particular the these agile people that would just want to get this minimal viable product out the door without considering the legal implications without considering the impact to customer experience was just phenomenal and I think we're seeing that now where it's the speed of progress is so quick that the administrators who are notoriously slow can't keep up with it so it reminds me of the scene the scene from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy you know when they they roll in and you've got We'll press a rubber stamp here and send you to the back of the line it's just that that is the people in power everything's just on go slow and yeah. like, the, the, but nothing's changed. We, you know, people have been talking about this stuff for this isn't anything new. Yeah, people no. they've been holding their foot on the gas brake forever. You know, we're still we're still using uh, coins and paper money in some countries. <laughs> How ridiculous! It's the biggest germ carrying thing on the planet. When we've just had a pandemic and people are like go out and spend money here. Here's some paper that carries germs. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to go back to the US again soon. And I'm just like, the dollar bills and the pennies. I, I'm already, I'm pretty sad about the fact that I'm going to have a pocket full of dollar bills and pennies because it's just the most ridiculous. It's horrible. That was the, I'll tell you what, the worst thing about America is by the time I left, the amount of pennies I had, I was just like, <sighs> and you can't give them to anyone. No, they're, no. They're like a flu. Nobody you, wants you, them. No, I know. <laughs> Walk past the guy's like, hey, buddy, you got a hand out? And you like put a pile of pennies in the hand. Like, no, 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 no. You got a folding hand. Oh, no. Anyway, hello to all of our American friends. 40% yeah. of you uh, that listen to this are from the US. So hopefully you haven't all been super offended and uh, are leaving us now. I love America. Uh, 
I love America too. We're gonna we're gonna continue on here. Cause we've got a bunch of different uh, topics to talk about. So that was our main topic, and we could probably fill a whole hour just talking about the ins and outs of AI. I think I agree with Jade. Like it's a tool, use it, don't use it. But uh, I wouldn't lose too much sleep about the fact that it's going to be yeah. the whole T uh, two experience, and we're all doomed. I think uh, yeah, just just use it if you want. But I don't think it's going to take er gerbs anytime soon. Um, let's talk about online music communities because I mentioned I alluded to it at the start that you and I met as part of well not met as part. I think you, you originally found me because I think you say I was a funny little man that was talking about uh, something to do with GarageBand or something <laughs> or other. But um, you quickly sort of joined the similar pl- places like the GarageBand users Facebook group and later Create Record Release, which is the studio life today. You've got your own Facebook group now. We've both got Discord servers. There's Reddit. There's all of these forums and all these places that you can go. What's your experience and what have you seen change, I guess, in online music communities over the last sort of four or five years where it's really sort of hit its strides? It's weird, you know, because I used to, only two years ago, I was a big part of it. And now I don't feel so much a part of the the groups and stuff because yep. I've got this um, yeah. where every day I can reach out and communicate this way. But it, it, what is fantastic is that it continues on and there's more and more people coming in and sharing their music and sharing their ideas. Uh, occasionally, you know, you do get those people that join uh, uh, Mr. Negative Poopy Pants who's just everything that's said is like, but this is poopy. And it's like, dude, shut up, really? Can't you go somewhere else and cry? Like, uh, like, come on, build people up. No, but I, I do love it. Yep. And, and um, it's what's really encouraging, even here on YouTube, Facebook, everyone's really encouraging. And, you know, uh, you don't necessarily like all the music that you hear that people make. Yeah, I don't like everything, uh, yeah. but it costs nothing to to tell somebody that they're, yeah. they're doing good. And it costs nothing too to be constructive with your, uh, your criticism. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not a I, – I, I do wish – there would be more constructive criticism too. I, yeah. You know I'm a big proponent of that. That's why I did a show with you on it and stuff to yeah, open yeah. that conversation. But it is hard because with text, you can't always get across exactly what you're saying and people get offended really easy. Where yeah. on a medium like this, if you're talking to someone, you hear their song, you can say, well, firstly, don't get offended because I love you and you can really portray that. So I I think being out on YouTube, I find much more enjoyable than the text communities these days, but I do love seeing them shine. And I, Mm. I think, I think it's a, there's so, there is an abundance of them. Sometimes it can get a bit overwhelming discord and TikTok and everything. It's it's probably why I'm not so active on them all anymore, but I do read them. I'm there every day reading everyone's comments. I hit a like here and there, Um, but I just love that people are doing it. And, you know, wow, we live in it. We live in the future, as you always say, to see so many people sharing and be able to talk about music and have a space to do this. (laughs) We're in such a good place for music. I wish the rest of the world could. Mr. Smith said on my interview... He wishes the rest of the world. Oh, was it Mr. Smith? No, who said it? Yeah, or was it? I can't remember. They were both so awesome. The things they said. But I wish the rest of the world could keep up with this music community that we have. Mm. It was probably um, folk punk who said it. Actually, yeah. it was folk punk uh, because we we are way ahead of the world in decency and communication and uh, understanding and kindness and being yeah. critical at the right time. The rest of the world seems so vicious and horrible. 
<laughs> these communities are great. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. And, and I've found, and again, you can find everything, I guess, is the other part of it. So there's definitely good, bad, and a lot of stuff in between it. But yeah, I've, I've kind of found the same over the last few years. And I think that originally I felt really bad and I felt sort of some guilt that I wasn't as involved because early on, uh, especially the GarageBand users Facebook group. So to give some context to, on, on this channel, at the time when I, when the GarageBand users Facebook group sort of first started about five years ago, I was doing this YouTube channel, but we had about 5,000 subscribers here. There are 1,000 people on GarageBand users Facebook group. I knew most of them and I was interactive with a lot of stuff that was going on there and unfortunately just the scale of things like you say there's a lot of different forums now there's reddit and there's um, discord and there's clubhouse and there's all these places where you can interact with people and i think it's easy uh, the other day i went into my instagram uh, and i go to my instagram rarely uh, but i went to my instagram instant messages and there were people in there messaging me and then re-messaging me like two hours later demanding a response and, and giving me grief because i hadn't responded yet and i think I'm like, oh, yeah, because some people live in this world where everyone has notifications on and everyone's responding to everything and people consider like an Instagram instant message, like a text message or like a phone call or where you should be responding immediately and if you don't, you hate me and that sort of thing. And I don't know, I, I think that the best part about online communities is that there's a lot of people in there and everyone's at different stages. So there are people now I know in the GarageBand users Facebook group that weren't the original people that were helping out. Like back in our day, it was yep. you and me and Ron Ward and Steve uh, and, and Jude and all these guys. We probably don't have all that time now, but the next generation come up because they've learned from us, hopefully, yep. and then they're helping out the next lot. And then they come up and they're helping out. So I think the reason I like the communities is that rather than coming to me and getting frustrated when I don't respond directly to you in my Instagram messages, and hello to anyone who's got a message pending in there, I'm sorry, uh, come on to the live shows, ask your questions here. I'll, I'll, I'll usually be able to answer. But yeah, just go to these communities and you'll find that there's a lot of people there that will help you out as a beginner. And then once you get to that intermediate or advanced, it, it helps you learn. To teach is to learn because the more people you can help, the more it will embed that information in your head. And it was fun. You, you had our Night Train 1988 on the, your show today and you were talking about different tips and techniques and he said oh I'm using the the Pete Johns vocal thickening technique and I had to quickly jump in and say which was completely lifted from the Warren Hewitt vocal thickening technique and I'm sure someone will take that and turn it into the someone else vocal thickening technique so it's about just learning and I think once you teach something you can learn it. and now Al might take that adapt it and then teach someone else in another community about how to do that and someone is going to be inspired by that so that's my view on these things. And I think my number one tip is that don't feel pressured. Don't feel like levels of participation can be anything from 0% to 100%. And I think sometimes people feel guilty that they're not in there participating, answering questions and doing things. Yeah. So I do too. I, 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 I Lately I have been feeling guilty. I, I read everything. I scroll through everything and read it. But you just don't have the time. And see, I'm different to you. You don't have any notifications on. Yeah. You are the most unnotificated <laughs> person on the planet. I have all notifications on across a million iPads in my room, and they all go bling, bling, bling. I finally learned to put them all on Do Not Disturb except my phone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I get so many notifications, and I do read, but you know, I just don't have the time to answer. It's even like with comments here on YouTube. I yeah. know you're a stickler for comments. I don't know how you do it, but I kind of do it every three days. I let everything yeah. build up, and then I go doof, 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 doof all through them because yeah. I find – and because I get so many notifications during the day, I um, if I answer one, 
I lose my place of where I am. So if I just let them go and then choose my day, and like last night I did it before bed. I think I, I responded to like 45 comments and just dun, 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 gun, all done. Yeah. When I do it at various times, I'm not good at that. I, I, I lose my place. Yeah. And uh, we all have our ways of doing these things. Um, and Each mine are often own. wrong. Mine are often <laughs> wrong. And you know what? That's okay. Because you yep. can teach an old dog new tricks. It's it's true. And then there's room to move and change and grow and do all those sort of things. But uh, yeah, I think the reason I want to mention this is, number one, if you're not part of online music communities, get involved. And there's plenty that we'd recommend. Uh, if you go to studiolivetoday.com, there's links to all the ones that I would recommend there. Uh, Jay's got her We All Rise Together, your warts, uh, which you have on Discord as well as Facebook. So there's plenty of places where you can hang out with cool people. But I guess my, the second point of that is, A, don't be offended if everyone's not going to have the same level of participation that you do and be uh, you do you like also don't uh, don't feel any pressure yourself to participate at a level that someone else may be because it'll come and go you'll have days and weeks where you just spend the entire day just chatting with people and having fun and having a good old time and then you'll need a day off and that's absolutely fine so don't beat yourself up when you have those days off can, as well can I say also please remember too when you leave a comment to somebody we all live in different parts of the world. So you may be leaving a comment for somebody who's asleep, right? And so just give them at least 12 hours. They could get back to you. You know what I'm saying? Because I get messages all through the night and I'm a night owl as it is and I barely get any sleep. And it doesn't help when I'm getting messages and I feel pressured to answer at four in the morning. Give yeah. me two more hours. I'll be awake soon. Trust me. It, it is true. And again, that's why, again, I've, I, I went the full cold turkey, no notifications a while ago, and uh, life is beautiful, just saying. But uh, yep. people won't want to be like me. There is the whole FOMO thing. Some people simply can't do it. Like, I, I, used to, I used to teach people in my team when I, when I ran teams in, in corporate worlds, and the first thing I'd say to them is, when you're working on a project, I would recommend that you go to your Outlook and there's a little button that says, do not pop a little notification up on my screen every time an email comes in because you will lose focus. You'll see what that email is. That little tantalizing one-liner will make you click on that. You'll go into that. You'll realize it's BS that you don't have to do anything with. You'll come back to the task. You'll go, what was I doing again? Uh, uh, maybe I'll just go check my emails and see if there's anything interesting over there. Oh, look, something shiny. So, uh, but again, I reckon in my what, 20 years in the corporate world, I think maybe one or two people out of many hundreds actually did that because everyone has the FOMO. They don't want to miss out on something that might yeah. be a thing, so they want the notification. But, and again, you do you, whatever whatever works for you. Uh, speaking of which, the, well, this segues nicely again to something that you, uh, you mentioned here. We're doing a live stream right now. There are folks here on YouTube that uh, some are probably feeling good because they feel engaged, they feel part of a community. Someone might have left a comment here that we haven't responded to and now they're feeling uh, angry because uh, we're not paying attention to them. Some people may have said hello to every single person in the chat by name. Some people may have said blanket hello. Some people may be in lurk mode. Some people may be having this on in another room while they're uh, making a delicious pizza for dinner. All of those things are okay, uh, apart from maybe feeling angry about us not responding because it's not personal. What, what, what was your thoughts on this? Why did you want to chat about live stream chat etiquette and uh, what, what do you think should and shouldn't go on here? Firstly, I, I understand we live in times where there's a lot of anxiety in the world at the moment. And yes. unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, there's a lot of depression and there's a lot of pressure all the time. And I just want people to know 
that if you're in my stream or I think other people's streams, don't feel the need that you have to participate and always let mm -hmm. people know that you're there. I try now to say when uh, I don't always remember because I'm terrible that hello to everybody. And if you're lurking too, that's okay. Hello to you as well, because lurking's all right. You know, you don't need to say hello because it can get really, really overwhelming with the amount of hellos. And I, I wanted to bring this up because hellos, yeah, because there's sometimes where there'll be, for an instance, a premiere on and 10 minutes later, another premiere and then a live stream that goes for an hour. And then after that hour, uh, 10 minutes later, there's another live stream like Hippie that goes for six hours. And it's so entertaining watching everybody go from one stream to the other and all say hello again to each other when we all just said hello to each other only a few seconds ago. But we've all got to do it. And you know what? I, I really think we, as a community, we should talk about this and say, it's okay to say, hi, everyone. Yeah. And you don't need to individually do it because, like, I'm going to just go out and say it. There was an instance with somebody. Of course, I'm not going to name who they are. I didn't know that I I missed some of their hellos. They sent me an email calling me. They called me and and they called me everything under the sun and said that was a complete piece of rubbish and they're never going to come back to my stream again because I didn't say hello to them. And uh, it was really upsetting because... I've tried to say hello to as many people as I can. And it turned out that I didn't say hello to this person. It's somebody else's stream. And I, I don't even know if I was in the toilet <laughs> getting something to eat. Like I'm not, I'm not glued to the screen. None of us are. So be kinder to each other and, and mm. it's okay guys. Just a blanket. Hello. If you can't be bothered or you, you just don't have the energy, a blanket. Hello is fine. And please don't get upset because we're all different. We're all going through different things, health-wise, mental-wise. Just be kind and, and let it go. It's just yeah. a hello. That's yeah. my let, new catchphrase. Let it go. Let it go. Hello. It's just a hello. <laughs> there you go. Oh, look, that rhymes too. It's like ChatGPT wrote us this rhymes. I like it. Yeah. And, and I think, look, and there's probably someone that might sit there thinking, oh, no, now I feel bad because I'm the one that says hello to everyone. More power to you. It doesn't actually bother. Like when you see this, the chat scrolling through, it doesn't affect either way. I think what we're saying here is just don't have that like you you can you do you uh but don't have the same expectations on others that you may have on yourself and don't feel pressured if you don't feel like it if you don't feel in the mood because otherwise yeah like you say you can spend all of your time just carefully going through the chat trying to find every single name of every single person and saying hello to them it just yeah it, it, it makes things challenging I'm, I'm sure i don't do it but i'm sure it can't be pleasant after a while i love that everyone in, in these live streams and look it's, it's the same across twitch and the same across youtube uh, and i think gregory o'sullivan who's here on the, the live stream said it well which is that it doesn't scale well because in a, in a little like we're, we're, we're recording this in front of about 30 or 40 people uh, live on youtube yeah that's okay if 30 or 40 people all say hello to each other i mean sure you're going to have several hundred messages by the time you get that all done but what if there's a hundred people watching what if there's a thousand people watching uh yeah it, it really doesn't scale that well so i i get it i like it i love the community i don't want anyone to feel bad or to think that either of us are saying hey don't do what you want to do i i think it's absolutely fine but again to, to your example and i've had similar examples where people think i'm not 
paying them enough attention, it's just not physically possible to do that in yeah. uh, in these sort of environments. So, uh, and I guess uh, it's because, you know what, as humans, we come from a one-to-one conversation. We're used to it. And if you and I are doing our jobs well, it'll feel like a one-to-one conversation when we're doing a live stream sometimes. And that's great. But it can also then feel a bit weird when you've got like a one-to-one conversation, but it feels like you're yelling into a vacuum because the other person's not responding directly to you because it's actually a one-to-many conversation. And remember in the past, this was all a consumption. So Jade and I would be on TV and you'd be literally talking at your TV screen, talking to no one. So it's a very new (laughs) type of medium to actually have the ability to do a live show and have live interaction with people. So I don't know, just everyone relax and cut yourself some slack and, uh, and we'll all be fine. I reckon. Could you, could you imagine watching the news at night and it comes on? (laughs) It's like, welcome to the five o'clock news. And you're sitting there in your lounge room going, hello, Pete Smith. He didn't say hello to me. That's it. I'm changing to Channel Seven. I'm 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 never coming back. But you know that's an extreme example. But uh, yeah. it's like when I do the interviews, Pete. One of the things that I think people like, hopefully, they like my interviews. I, I you know I I try to in that moment because it's two hours and mm. it's a long time. But when you're actually interviewing somebody, it's not a long time. That two hours flies yeah. by, and I want to dedicate. Every moment I can to that person who's on the interview. I want to focus on them because I'm highlighting them. It's their two hours for them to shine as bright as they possibly can. And if I'm sitting there for the first 10, 15 minutes (laughs) saying hello to everybody, (laughs) then they're sitting there going... What about me? What about me? You know, so um, <laughs> yeah. I try and make, I try and gamify it. I wait till half an hour into the stream. We've got yep. to know the person a little bit. We've heard a couple of songs. And then I get everybody, instead of me scrolling through, I just say, right, if you want your name called out, type anything stupid in the chat and I'll read it out. And that, that creates the interaction of people because people will write anything stupid and all that stuff. And they'll write literally anything stupid. And, and, but that makes it fun as well. And it doesn't, need to be a hello and all that kind of stuff and everybody gets uh addressed uh, gets called out and if you don't want to get called out that's okay too because i watch a lot of shows on uh, you know ron and not so much ron because i have to moderate and stuff but hippie i'll sit there for most of the show and have it on the background and not say a word i don't Mm. need to i'm enjoying the music i've hit the like i've done my job and um and then i'll pop in maybe three hours in and say hi and then go back to doing what I need to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love you all. And, Megan, I'm going to say hello to you all the time. <laughs> she left a comment in there, so it's for going to a comment. Uh, and we've got Puck, Puck Jones, hello from Lurkland. No response required. See, that's the way. Because Jade and I are contrarians, generally. We'll, we'll probably more likely to respond if you say don't respond to this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's why I named a segment Play by Firebeat, because it's kind of the juxtaposition of that, that I'm like, yeah, all the people that ask me to play their Firebeat will never get it played, but uh, then we, we just get someone that can have one of their songs played. Sorry, the, the, some of these references are going to be a little bit deep cut, but that just means that you need to watch more of our stuff. You need to be more part of the community and watch uh, Jade's shows and my shows. All of them. No, or don't (laughs) at the end of the day, or don't, which is also Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Speaking of what makes you happy and what makes you happy with other people, oh, ding. Um, Collaborating with others, Jade, you've done a lot of it. You've been in a thousand different bands and a thousand different projects with different people all the time. We'll do a few sort of turbo topics here because we've got about 15 minutes left. So in terms of collaborating with others, 
a lot of people out there are doing it for the first time. Maybe they're considering doing it. Maybe you're like, oh, is it too scary? How do I actually go about it? What are your tips for someone doing it for the first time? For, for, first, for, for first time, for collaboration version. Wait, can I say that on YouTube? If you're collaborating for the first time, what are Jade's uh, hot tips for you to, to get it done? Tip one, don't ask me. All right, because I am the worst person to collaborate with. I'm always late. Everything's always delayed. I have, I don't have enough time. I would love to collaborate with everybody. I wish I could, but I am an egotistical, self-involved Virgo who over-processes everything, and I'm a terrible person to collaborate with. Who you should collaborate with is as many different people as possible, I think. People who don't align with your styles. People who may not align with who you would typically hang out with because you're going to be pleasantly surprised all the time. You'll find if you stick to the same groups of people that do the same thing as you, you're going to just be releasing the same kind of stuff that yeah. you're already doing. So reach out to people that or like somebody who you may not, uh, you may have seen, that person I'd never seen in a collaboration before. Like I've been trying to encourage some people to reach out to someone like Dwight Bailey recently, yeah. get him involved in something. And, you know, even if he's, you may think he's someone like Dwight's unable to contribute to an entire song, just getting him to do a part or something, including more people who you see aren't involved and things like that. Um, people who aren't you. Yeah? Yeah. Try and find different kinds of people because that's just going to add beautiful color and things that you won't expect. And, you know, it, it's so easy to do these days. And to try and just uh, the other, the last thing I'll suggest is communication. Let people know that you're running behind. Don't be afraid. Don't do me. Yep. Because I do this all the time. <laughs> I dwell on it and go, I'm running behind. Now I don't know how to tell the person. So I'll just let it go and fester. And then it gets worse. And then I finally go, I'm so sorry. I've, I've let this go behind because I felt so guilty. Just let someone know. It's like the yep. hellos. Just I'm running a bit behind. This has come up. No problem. Yep. Three key things. There you go. Beautiful. That see, that's, I told you to. I told you to be quick, and you were spot on quick. Yeah, I, I think so. And I'll just add to that that some of my favourite collaborations are where like uh, uh, Auntie G and Gary Hubs will get together. I'm just like, there's two artists that I didn't think would ever yes. get together, and they create. Well, Marcus Cadell's doing stuff with Auntie G. Uh, Auntie G's uh, doing a lot of cool stuff lately. Uh, who's uh, Gertrude, by the way, one of the great artists uh, that we featured on Your Music Live, and is part of the community. Uh, again, I know we. Uh, I try not. Whenever we make a reference that I know that folks won't understand, if you like listening to this podcast. For the first time you're like who are these two and why do they keep referencing funny names it's because there's a there's a lot of very cool uh, members of this community that create really cool music and uh, again join us become one of us won't you um <laughs> maybe uh so deep gravity here in the live chat maybe i'll do a collab with yoko ono yeah there you go i think that could work well deep gravity and yoko and no red i don't want to do an accordion punk album sorry mate <laughs> Maybe do Pete. Pete's doing punk at the moment. Pete's doing punk. There you go. Speaking of accordions, uh, you gave me a good tip, which is something that I, I thought I'd share here as well. You said that you saw something cool with Weird Al Yankovic during the week. What was that all about? Um, yeah, so Auntie Donna, they're this uh, hilarious Australian comedy trio. Yep. Not everybody's cup of tea because their humour's quite bizarre. They swear a lot. They use the C word a lot. Um, but they had a massive Netflix special too. So if you haven't checked that out, it's really weird. Very weird humor. Uh, so if you're into weird stuff. But speaking of weird too, yeah, they on their latest podcast, they had Weird Al Yankovic on. And they were, there's a clip of it on YouTube, I think. Um, and they were 
they were writing a parody song and they got Weird Al to be like a special guest to help them write a song. But all the songs they were written were terrible. They didn't rhyme. They didn't make any sense. And Weird Al just totally crapped all over them, told them how useless they were. It's so funny. Uh, it's, Very cool. it's so good seeing Weird Al tell some of my favorite comedians that they're rubbish. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to find that, Auntie Donna, A-U-N-T-Y space D-O-N-N-A, uh, Australian comedians. Uh, they've got about, what, 500,000 subscribers? They're doing pretty well over Very there on the, on the YouTubes. Uh, so go and uh, go and check out that clip. But, yeah, uh, more to remind me to go and watch it afterwards. So I've brought it up here and uh, I've shared the link on the live show, but uh, I'm terrible at remembering to put things in the show notes. So if you're listening on the podcast or you're watching the replay, it's probably not going to be there. But uh, if you're here in, like, January 2023, or adjacent, uh, go and search them out and uh, find out what's going on. One more quick topic and then we're going to do a quick question chime before we finish up because we have had a few interesting questions come through from the folks here live. So if you've got any other questions for me or Jade, chuck them in the live chat now and we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, we, you've been uh, dabbling in uh, in ads lately, Jade. You've been selling your soul to the devil and dabbling in some Google ads and been having some good success. And a lot of musicians and uh, creators of music and music and videos probably don't even think about the fact that you can do stuff outside of just organically promoting and pushing your stuff out there. Do you want to give us the, the quick heads up on your experience so far dabbling in the Google Ads universe? Absolutely. I, I, can, I, I recommend it and I'll give you some tips that I, I've learned from the, the ads that I've run. I first heard about it from Frank Terzo when I interviewed him. He said he's been mm -hmm. doing it for his songs and was like, ooh, Interesting. Then I spoke to Francis Damasio and he uh, said that he's been doing it for his songs. And um, yeah, so I did a show about it. There's actually a show on my channel where I set up my first ads and experimented and showed the whole process of how to do it. So you just go to Google and search for Google ads. It'll take you to the Google ads website and you just log in with your YouTube account, the email that you use to log in. Very simple stuff to do. And, uh, yeah, so I ran a, I ran a couple of ads for my Methiest band and that, that stormed it. it. It got so many views. I think all up, I got three and a half thousand views, but I learned very quickly that I ran that campaign way too long. I ran it for five days and you don't need to spend a lot of money. So be very clear on this, this new campaign I'm running, I'm spending virtually nothing. Don't get sucked into thinking more money will get more views. The first campaigns I ran, I ran $5 a day for I think six days. Mm. So th that was a fair bit of money. And I ran the same. So basically I pointed the ads to appear on a bunch of uh, bands like Slayer, Videos, Metallica, all that kind of stuff. And the second ad I ran was the same, less money for $2 a day, but instead I targeted it with keywords to see what the difference was. Clearly the, the targeted videos did much better. So this time around I'm running three ads currently on two Dread Circus songs. Um, I've got, I'm running a dollar a day, so dirt cheap, over three days. And I'm running one on my video of the best top 20 apps for 2020, mm. which is a two-hour show. So that's a hard view to get people to watch a two-hour show. But it's where I'm targeting him because I'm targeting on your channel. So people on your channel will be getting the ads for that because you've got to target things to similar places. Mm. So I'm targeting him to Patrick uh, over at the Garage Band Guide. I think Ron Ward. I think Jacob Hack. 
whole bunch of people who do similar stuff mm. and it's working in the last one and a half days, all three videos have nearly had a thousand views on them and the watch time's surprisingly good. I mean, that's why I'm saying run short, uh, don't do five days, run two mm. days, two or three days. Cause the more time you spend running the ads, this is where you get, unfortunately less watch time. So yeah. you're getting more views but you're getting less watch time and that affects your channel. So just do it for a day or two and you'll get lots of views for long watch time and that will work for you. But yeah, it's definitely a thing to do um, and it, it really increases engagement. And this time around for these three ads, just on two days, I think I, I got um, so far like 17 new subscribers as well. So there nice. You go. We're, we're, worth bucks. a shot. We're, worth trying. And uh, hey, the ad that you see right now, if you watch the replay, may have actually been a Jade Star ad. So there you go. You'll get to experiment with that and see if uh, if that did pop up as a Jade ad uh, if you watched it on this one. And uh, again, I think I have a weird relationship with ads because I actually like targeted ads. I know I sound like a bit of a weirdo, but I, I let everything track me and know what I like because I, I don't know, I've been on the internet long enough to know that there is no privacy on the internet. And if I don't have that, I get ads for freaking America's Got Talent and Big Brother and the reality TV show, The Bachelors and whatever else is going on. And I would rather have an ad for Jade or for Patrick or for some cool audio app or for, for Rode microphones or something like that to pop up if I'm going to have to watch an ad make it something relevant to me. So uh, again, yeah. I know that advertising is like a four-letter word for some people and everyone wants ad blockers and everyone doesn't think it's, you know, it's all commercialized and all that sort of thing. But yeah, sometimes you need to reach beyond the organic and try something a little bit different. And uh, yeah, you might you might grab yourself a different audience. So some good advice there and something I need to take because uh, I, uh, I don't do any advertising for, for Studio Live today. And uh, I know I'm leaving views on the table by doing that or not doing that. As the case may be, uh, should we dive into question time? We've got some um, some sure. wacky questions. There's there's really nothing here that uh, is going to take a lot of uh, a lot of brain power. I don't think. <laughs> he says for in, me, <laughs> insulting the audience. Uh, the first one, uh, Tremor Bear. Uh, we're talking about live stream. Tremor Bear's got an interesting one here. Who's your favourite moderator? <laughs> Who's oh, your favourite moderator? It's Thomas Christ. It's Thomas, it's Christ. Thomas Christ. It goes goes without saying. He's, he's uh, so that, that's, that was an e that was low low hanging fruit. That was easiest. Uh, by the way, check out last week's podcast if you want to know who Thomas Christ is because he was our special guest on uh, episode three. Question here from Dan Eckberg: Did anyone notice that you can hold your finger on someone or a group in the foreground and can now copy and paste without the background? How long has that been in iOS? Yeah. So yeah. this it's is amazing. in the photos thing. Have you you've played around with that, Jay? I oh. use it every day, every single. Yeah day i uh, some things i can't use it for I, I use the background eraser app that's really good for yep quick quick stuff but yeah you can you can do it from safari so you can just open safari and just grab on a photo of a person within that photo and hold down till they pop out and then keep your finger on it and you can even hit the home screen keep your mm -hmm. finger on it and then open another app and drop it into another app it works really really good if you've never tried it before, here's a picture of me crossing the bridge at uh, at Granite Island here in South Australia. And yeah, look, little little Pete yeah, just pops same. out and you can move him around. I can throw him into other apps. As Jade said, you can kind of go and uh, use that wherever you like. So yeah, if you, it, it, I use Canva and you use uh, like background eraser apps. There's ways to do it. But hey, if it's built right into iOS 16, it's probably <laughs> uh, safe to say it's the only feature in iOS 16 that I actually use. Uh, that, that's new. You, you've got another thing to show us here, Jade. 
I was trying to do it with it's not it doesn't work with the photos app when you for some reason when you're um streaming I can, uh, I can probably do it yeah I'll just try to yeah be, yeah it's the news uh, yeah I'm not going to complain about it because it's already pissed me off <laughs> Yeah, for the, streaming, the, Pete, you know, they've offered this thing where you can, you know, drag things across onto other screens. But for live yeah. streaming now, it creates this new section in the yeah. – uh, then it's very frustrating, very frustrating. Yeah, with, with, with the good comes to bad. So if, you, if yeah. you want to play around with that anyway, iOS 16 or iPad OS 16. And they're okay now, 16.3, the latest one. Uh, iOS 16 great. Pretty, pretty stable. Uh, the first version was not. 16.0 was bad, but if you're thinking of upgrading now, you, you're safe to go. Uh, the Mix Club here, what's your thoughts on turning off the chat for your streams? I like to watch what you are doing and learn. I have thought about this in mine. I have a buddy that gets uh, peed for real if I don't say hi. Yeah, I mean, there is the option. Again, the live streams do not have to have chat. And there's plenty of people who do live streams without either acknowledging the chat or without even having chat enabled. Have, would you ever consider cutting off your your audience and doing a live stream without chat? No, no. I, I, I have a members thing on my channel too. So I offer people a dollar a month to become a member and, you know, and I make emojis with their faces in it. I want people to enjoy the chat like, you know, when you're at a sporting event and it's got really boring and somebody's bought a beach ball and they start throwing <laughs> it around. That's what I want my chat to be. The beach ball's getting thrown around. They don't have to pay attention to me if they don't want to, as long as they're having fun and they can entertain themselves. Like, that's what I care about, you know. I, and And thankfully, my chat's good with that. And I do try and pay attention, but ultimately... I'm trying to educate people, so I'm trying to get through as much as I possibly can without keeping them there too long, which I know I go too long all the time. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I couldn't turn it off. I would I would be lost without it because I mm. like interacting with people. It's part of part of the show. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and look, it's it is. I must admit, when I do uh, and uh, I do some live streams, and I'll I'll say this. So if I'm recording, especially if I'm recording a tutorial and I'm doing it as part of a live stream, I'll say, "Hey, for the next ten minutes, I'm not lo looking at the live stream," and I'll literally turn it off on my end, so people are still continuing to chat amongst themselves, so that I can focus. So if I'm doing a top five Garage Band tips for 2023 or something like that, I'll want to record that and just go straight through without the because sometimes you just see something, even if and you would know this when you're demonstrating something you'll see something in the chat and it'll just completely distract you or it'll uh, it'll throw yep. you off and you'll be trying desperately to show a feature and then you'll be like oh wait what did what did that person say is have i said something wrong have i done something wrong what's going on so yeah the worst thing because now i'm doing shorts every day right i've got into yep. this habit of so i finish my stream i immediately download the short i keep it for later then i chop up part of the short and then I um, release that 12 hours after the show to try and push people over to the show to watch the yep. full thing. But what I've found is, and, and I've had to learn to not do it, there'll be a part in the show where I'm, I'm, it was really good and I'm like, and you just do this, this, and then I out of the blue go, hello, Falcon Bluser, <laughs> and then you do, and there's just a random hello in there and I'm like, no. <laughs> so I've got to stop doing that and focus on what I'm doing because it, it ruins my short and I want my short. I don't want to have to chop the short, you know? Yeah. So there's that as well.
Yeah, yeah. No, it is, it, it is hard. I've got the same sort of thing because I like to clip up some of my things. And yeah, sometimes the editing I have to do because I'll be halfway through explaining something and uh, then have to chop out a giant chunk. And sometimes I'm doing and talking over it and it's like, well, it's impossible to edit it. So now yeah. I try to be a bit more uh, a bit more consistent around that. A couple more questions here because we are quickly approaching the end of the show here. Uh, Mr. Smith says, what question would you like me to ask? Um, what you like?" Them. All of them, all the all, only good ones, uh, and he also says, if asked, what question would make you question being questioned? Oh, uh, I think that's a question for another day. Barry Forty-two. Forty-two is the answer to the, everything. Uh, Barry says, how can I auto-tune one word asking for a friend? How do you auto-tune one word? So Barry, Barry's friend has got one word. So one word in a whole. Okay, vocal Barry. Passage. That doesn't have uh, that doesn't hit the spot right. How, how would you go about that, Jade? Auto-tuning just the one word. I would uh, take that one word. I would I would split it. Yep. Split it on either side. I'd duplicate the track and I would drag that one word down into a separate track and add the auto tune on there. Does that sound right, Pete? Spot on. Well, that's what I'd do. But using the tools, I know that there's some tools like you can automate auto tune. So if you're using Melodyne and like higher end stuff, but for for us, uh, for, for Garage for Band, like, for Garage Band users, yeah. which I know that Barry uses, then yeah, just duplicating it out. And it's the same with automation of anything. So if you want that, you know, that punk rock delay, lay, lay on the very last word, 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 you can actually do the same sort of thing. So just take that one word, have two tracks, have your regular vocal track, and then have your auto tune vocal track, or have your regular vocal track and have your vocal effect track and just use a second track and slot it in there and you'll be good to Speaking go. Speaking of, there is, I can let people know, there's a killer app coming out in about a week and a half's time. It's Melodyne and it's an AUV3 and it's coming for iOS. You can use it in anything and it's really good. I've, I've been using it. It's really sick. Finally, somebody has made it. It's not mel the Melodyne, but it is exactly that what it does. You can move the little notes around and everything. Ooh. It's, it's going to be so good. I'm very excited. Yes, that's, that's what you need because a lot of other apps have already had. So um, the Cubasis, for instance, has a much better auto. Even BandLab has a better auto-tune uh, than, than GarageBand. But uh, yeah, it would be good to have an AUV because there hasn't really been a good. There's been standalone auto-tune apps for iOS, but there's never been a good AUV3 auto-tune Oh, I did a good app. one a couple of weeks ago, auto-tune, but it's a, just still auto-tune. But yeah. not, not yeah. a Melodyne where you can actually take... Like it turns your voice into like MIDI notes that you can move it. That's, that's the power that, that we that, need. That's you know? the gold. That's what you need. And you can just, yeah. Actually, I did say that because, yeah, you, you show one where you can even show, put the key in there and it can either have... You, you play with me. I remember saying uh, if every show included my music in it, then I'd just watch you every day, Jade. But, uh, yeah, but well, that was just an auto-tune kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, but there's, there's options. But there you go, Barry. That's, that's how I do it. Split it, chop, copy it, good to go. Can you believe it's a, that's an hour? Like it flies by. It flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, we did have some other topics, but uh, they'll be for another day. Uh, but uh, before we finish up here, uh, coming up this week on Studio Live today, we got the usual suspects. We've got a happy hour coming. And we've got an opening hour. Jade will tell you about our opening hour in a moment. Uh, we have a happy hour here where I'm doing Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Uh, Nirvana, Nirvana and Foo Fighters songs. So I'm doing all the Dave Grohl that you can handle on the uh, happy hour. They've got your music live. So if you're an independent artist and you want to see what others are doing or submit your own songs for your music live you can check that show out on the channel as well and GarageBand Weekly I'll be writing some lyrics for the new song that I've been working on in GarageBand over the last couple of weeks so lots coming up this weekend for you to tune in to Jade Starr what's happening with you over the next uh, week over on uh, How to App on iOS 
I've got a premiere tomorrow like I have every uh, Saturday here in Australia, Friday for the rest of the world. So premiere the best of the opening hour clip. Um, it is uh, non-conformist, I think, this week. Uh, opening hour this week is part two of the random karaoke jukebox because people like that so much. <laughs> Next week, instead of an interview, I'm really excited. You can see there I am doing a special event. I'm doing the album launch for Vero's new album, The Wheel of Emotions. Super excited to have Vero's, to have the premiere of Vero because she's amazing. Her music's brilliant. Russ found her on YouTube and we've all fallen in love with Vero, so that's really cool. And, and I can, I'll give you a scoop. I will be taking a look at the brand new IK Multimedia iRig microphone that will appear in my hot little hands in the next day, hopefully. And uh, next month on the channel, I'm interviewing Russ 8889's mum. Dot. Wow. There you go. Yeah. If if you thought all the weird references and deep cuts were one thing, we're now we're now interviewing the mum of yes. a contributor to your channel. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. We're, we're through the looking glass here, people. I Absolutely. It. I love it. I love it, it a lot. Uh, yeah, very, very cool stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm hopefully going to get my hands on one of the uh, IK Multimedia uh, iRig mic studios, which just look like everything combined that you want. Because iRig have done really good. Uh, the iRig Pre, they've done the iRig mic, they've done the iRig Stream, they've done the iRig Pro. This kind of grabs all of that and just smooshes it all together into one uh, device. So uh, I know Jade and myself are both looking forward to checking out that one. Lots going on around here, uh, that is for sure. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, guns up, um, show some thumb love. Uh, if you're listening on the audio version, uh, you can come over and look at our pretty faces over on the YouTube channel here at Studio Live Today. In fact, everything's at studiolivetoday.com. And uh, if you are on the audio podcast, leave it a review, preferably five stars, is always a good thing to do on your pod catcher of choice. Uh, Jade knows what I say at the end of every show, uh, and uh, hopefully you do too by now. Uh, it is a please be kind to yourself this week. Please be kind to others. And uh, on behalf of Jade, my guest today, keep creating. Any final parting words, Jade? Do the things that make you happy. There you go. Now you know it's a Pete and Jade thing. We'll see you next time here on the Studio Live Today podcast. Bye. <laughs>